Hi. You're listening to The Digital Dude. This is a podcast about digital learning in schools. I'm Michael Vick. And I'm Sam Shropshire. We're former teachers and current digital learning coaches. Technology is powerful. Get on the line and prepare to get plugged in. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, here we are, the Digital Dudes, episode eight. 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 Hey, so earlier today I looked at the number of plays that we have. What, what do you think we're at? I haven't looked at that That's in, a couple, in a couple of weeks. You're talking about total plays for all the episodes? Yes. Mm-hmm. One million. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, a uh, hundred? That's a good guess. Okay. 118. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I know we got a couple more today. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> hey, yeah. that's why I brought it up. So our special guest is, I'm going to let you introduce her because she's at your school. All right, today we are very lucky to have Alicia Watts with us. Hey, look, that person looks interesting. Let's hear what they have to say. And uh, Alicia, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Alicia Watts, and I am a teacher here at Lawler Middle School. And... This is my 20th year of teaching. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You don't look like you've been teaching 20 years. Yep. It's a compliment. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> I um, still love it, so that's a good thing. A little personal about history about me, I um, have two kids, and I have a, a daughter that's in high school and a son that's in middle school. And I teach the students here at Lawler that are identified as gifted and talented. And so we service that in the secondary schools in their ILA class, and so that's what I do. So do you teach all the grade levels, 6th, 7th, and 8th? No, I have taught 6th and 7th before, but this year I am all 6th. At Lawler, we have a big um, population of students identified as gifted. Oh, wow. So we have several teachers. Yeah, on yeah. campus we have two. We have two. I don't know what, what it's like. What is, what is it like at Worcester? There's three. There's three. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're pushing five. Mm-hmm. So, so Ms. Watts, I actually know because we did um, an ILA curriculum thing. We did a thing, a professional development on choice boards. And so when we were thinking about who we were going to have today, Sam's like, oh, I want to do Ms. Watts. Okay, that sounds good because I know her and I know she's cool. So. <laughs> so the reason why I was really excited to pick Alicia is it because, I mean, she, don't get me wrong, she definitely uses technology a lot in her lessons, but like, Alicia Watts comes with a perspective on teaching that is really refreshing and different than most people. Like, as a secondary teacher, I was really focused on my content, and I think that's typical for most secondary teachers, is you're really focused on, I gotta get my kids to know whatever the content it is that you're focused on. Uh, Alicia seems to take like a more holistic approach to teaching. Like, she doesn't look at just specifically ILA. It seems like she really wants to develop her students as whole learners, like it's 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 hard to describe, but when like you listen to her teach, you listen, you playing with her, it's really evident that she wants a well-rounded student. That she wants to teach them not just about ILA or English, but she wants to teach them about like a lot of things. Like a specific example is she's like, I think it's really important for my students to understand coding. We should totally put together coding lessons, and then we did that, and it mm-hmm. was great. But I mean, you kind of take that approach with a lot of different things. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for saying that. But I think when I think about my journey in education, when you begin to be a, when you're like first year teacher, the content and what you are going to do in that day is like all you're focused on, and then as you master your content, you really start to realize the most important thing is the students in your classroom, and so. 
one of the things that I really focus on is making connections with my kids. And I think that's something that um, I am really good at. One of the things that I think is really funny that I see her do with her class a lot, and I've told you about this game off the air, is this, is it pun intended? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) and so it's basically like the ultimate dad joke, you know, game where you're trying to make puns out of, you know, they give you a word, a letter, I should say, Mm -hmm. and you have to try to come up with a pun for the sentence they're giving you. And it's always a lot of fun and it's funny, but it's, it just kind of exemplifies how you're, you know, you, you will build in ways, different ways for your students to think about the context of words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are fun. We start our, especially with my virtual kids, because, because you realize that you are their whole world, right? When they're virtual, you are setting the stage for them. And so as much time as you can spend collaborating or having fun together or laughing together, then you've been successful that day. And so puns are a great way to make them laugh and and really to build your vocabulary, because a lot of kids are like, what is that word? What does that mean? And then we can talk about it, so yeah. I remember teaching eighth grade math, we did this project where um, it, was, it was more about like sales tax and figuring the cost of things with the tax. And um, we ended up, the, the project I put together for it ended up being a lot of time researching different cars, and oh, there was like a road trip involved, and so like, mm-hmm gas prices and my kids I realized had very little ideas of like how much gas costs, how much car insurance costs, all this all these like real life skills that we know as adults are very, very important. And so I we ended up having a lot of conversations around there. And I think that sort of mindset, which is similar to what you're talking about, like teaching the whole child versus mm-hmm. this standard, this standard, this standard. I, I felt that too. That's a lot of the reason why I went into this role as a, as a digital learning coach is because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, there's a need there, and it's a learning that is real versus learning that will help you get the answer right on a star test. You know what I mean? Oh yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. we're on the same page there. So mm-hmm. you should be a digital learning coach then. <laughs> oh, she can totally do that. You think? Oh, absolutely. Because it's, I mean, to me, this this is more not about how many different programs or if you're an expert or whatever. Yeah. It's it's an attitude, and it's a like a. I think a willingness to really want to help and be there for people, assist mm-hmm. them, and like meet them where they are, you know, not judgmental. And Alicia encompasses all those things for sure. I'll pay him later for that. That's nice. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so, uh, all 20 years, have you been in Frisco or have you kind of moved around your different career? No, I've moved around quite a bit. And probably the last 11 have been in, in Texas. And before that, I taught in private schools in Louisiana. And then when we moved here to Texas, I was in Keller for a few years and then Keller ISD. And then in the last four years, I've been in Frisco. So I've taught everything from second grade to eighth grade. I've taught digital photography. I've taught science, math. I've taught wow. a lots of different things. And I asked, and I really am a person that likes a challenge. So I asked for different things every year, especially when I was young in my career, just to kind of figure out what I really liked. I really feel like if I'm being yeah, honest, GT, that's kind of rare going from all, all the different. Well, I think idea. science is the ultimate content. If I had to say, I think all oh. content supports science. Really? I believe that language arts shouldn't be taught separately, if you're asking me. But we could do a whole podcast oh, on that. I want to know more wow, about you might need to, the English well, teachers out there might need to hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> well, I feel like the content, like language arts should be taught in every content, right? And so mm-hmm. not just exclusively. That I think technology. it needs... Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, yes, I I became passionate about 
gifted learning and meeting the needs of gifted learners when my through my husband and through my daughter who's also um, a gifted introverted type person and so that's kind of led me on my journey to um, get certified in gifted education and then really that's my passion and so um, one of the things that I really like to do is to find that quiet kid that quiet introverted kid and target them as far as building that relationship with them and just watch them because I know our introverted kids are a treasure and they are just waiting for somebody to really take an interest in them and to help them come out of their own show. And so that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, that's a good yeah. thing to teach in middle school. There's a lot of opportunities. Well, I was just thinking specifically sixth grade. You know, right. we oh, talk sure. about a lot how our daughters are about to go into sixth grade next year. And, and I know she's personally very nervous about it. And mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of kids are really nervous about it. So if they were just a little bit introverted, they probably get even quieter when they come into middle school and the fact right. that you're trying to build a relationship with those kids, that's probably really, really good for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sixth grade is a really fun year, I think, um, because they are, it's so many elementaries coming together and they really get to define who they are, I think, in sixth grade. So, yeah. You're scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So building those relationships just to kind of build on that, build on that. Um, one of the things that I do as their teacher, I kind of approach it as a scientist a little bit. I study my students from taking their picture with their name tent and I learn their names that way. I use that on my phone like flashcards and I really work to learn their names. And then I go back from years past because after you've had kids, you forget like what was that kid's name? You know, I don't want to. So I could just use that as a flashcards to review. I, um, I have a note card for every child that I teach. And as I learn a tidbit, their dog's name is Lucky, whatever, I write it down on the note card and I study those. And it just helps me to build those relationships. And um, then I have this one other little tidbit and that is, it, it's the, I say the power of one, but I've kind of brought it to the power of two now. I think when you're thinking about being a teacher and meeting the needs of every kid, and you know, I want every single kid in my classroom to feel seen. If you come in my path, I want you to feel seen um, because you're important. And that's, that's a daunting task, right? I mean, so one of the other things that I do is I write down two kids' name in each class on my calendar. And those two kids get what I call an extra dose of Watts. And <laughs> so they just get a little bit extra attention, whether they like it or not, that day where I would just pursue them just a little bit more to make sure that I find out something about them or just to figure out, you know, how they're doing or if they need any extra help or anything, whatever it is, it's the two a day in each class. And so those little moments build up and then you have this class that's a safe environment, that's fun, that they'll say to me, and it's my goal for this to feel like their second home. And so when you have that, do they know that they're being targeted? They, the second dose of you? Or do you like kind of approach it as they don't, you, they just think that you're having a casual conversation. They don't know that you they are don't purposely know. going out of your way. They don't know. And yeah, they don't or know I'm writing caught. things. They've never like called you out? Nope. Never no. called me out because I do try to talk. I don't just shun the other ones on those days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not your day to be so talked to. <laughs> but yeah, but I just try to keep Irish, up. No watts. <laughs> no watts. Sorry, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so that's that's the plan. It's kind of funny. Like, I, I I don't know if I was, it was a little bit different than the way you approached it. The first day of school, you know, everybody has them fill out the type of Google form, right, where they give me their interests, their likes, and I would ask them random questions. And I would try to target one person, like, before class, and I would scroll through that person's responses and find something that I thought we could connect on. Yeah. And 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 they always were like... By you know the first couple of weeks, they assume that I would know it. But in December, when I finally get to a kid, maybe at the bottom of the alphabet, they're like, 
how did you know blah 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 and I'm just make it pretend like oh I just always pay attention you know <laughs> how did to... you know I like Skittles exactly yeah. that kind of stuff right yeah I love, I love that I love how you form relationships with kids that is so important yeah so I love I love podcasting and being around it but what you what I don't like is you don't know where we are when we're talking and we're actually in Miss Watts's room and so when she's talking about like these kids she's actually looking around and I can, I can tell <laughs> she's looking at those specific spots where those kids are mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to share that with our non-viewing audience which really <laughs> is <pushes> everybody <laughs> it's good to give a play by play for yes the, yeah I like visuals. it mm-hmm. yeah, the color guy. <laughs> Interesting. We're big sports nerds, so that's kind of what appeals. Yep. All right. So, just coming from a digital lens, because you know this is the digital dudes, um, right? And I know that you know obviously you're not all encompassed about technology, but you do use a lot of technology in your class. Mm-hmm. Is there like a favorite digital tool or strategy that maybe you've used this year that that you want to highlight? Um, I think I would have to say Canvas. Um, I was a huge Google Classroom person. I I reluctantly, I think I may have closet used Google Classroom a year longer than I was supposed to because I just didn't want to go to Canvas. <laughs> and so, confession time. Yep. Um, nope, nobody else is But then, once I began to speak the language of Canvas and see how it can integrate so seamlessly with so many other programs, and um, I had a learning coach that would answer my questions no matter how ridiculous they were it really helped me to grow and to love canvas so um yeah i would definitely say canvas a second believe it or not as much as we are tired of zoom meetings zoom is amazing and for all the different ways that you can interact with virtual kids um, even today my students were teaching me something about the immersive view in zoom that they just came up with and so yeah miss watch uh, sent me an email today and this is something i did not know about it you should tell everybody it's yeah, pretty cool. it is. so if you update your zoom which you can do by clicking on your profile picture which my kids taught me and click on update zoom wow that's amazing <laughs> they um it just you know i think um what is it google like what's the other zoom it's not like google meet google meets have has had this before but um, what it does is if you do the immersive view, it's in the top right hand corner when you click on view, um, you can have your kids, it looks like they're in a classroom. So they each person is set at a different desk or you can make it where they're in a cafe or in a board meeting oh. uh, or d- different things like that. So different um, room or something. I, I, I did know this. I saw it. You can like move around, right? And be, and be closer to different conversations. Right. It's okay. I've very seen. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But I have heard of that pretty new for zoom yeah but the way that you're using zoom to like still form those relationships with kids is really cool it's absolutely i mean just um breakout rooms have been really great um having polls just about serious things about simple things just whatever um both of those tools have been very helpful so are you co-seeding do you have do you have kids in person and Zoom at the same time? Only for like thirty minutes of the day for let what we call our legend time here, oh, okay. but normally not. No. Oh, okay. And I'm thankful. Um, yeah. Our counselors had to work really hard to make that. Yeah, because GT was like it's it's tough because it's a smaller population getting the schedules to work out, and I know our GT teachers are really struggling with the co-seated thing. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and I I I have no response other than. Can I go get you a drink? <laughs> Soda. Soda is what I'm referring to there. Mm-hmm. Way to clarify. Yeah, job. just, just yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Canvas is your favorite digital tool or the tool that you so decided to highlight? All I right. think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, you also the math and science, or no, academic pentathlon, mm-hmm. excuse me, 
have to cut that out. <laughs> so you're the academic pentathlon teacher as well, and we even built a course, a campus course for those kids mm-hmm. to use as a resource. And which was, yeah, which was perfect because we couldn't meet together, you know, face to face, so we had to be all virtual. So I, I gotta say that originally, for for an embarrassingly long amount of time, I also liked Google Classroom, and I didn't understand why we were moving to Canvas. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was five years ago in a different district, but. Like, I, I'm like, I don't understand the point. And I remember, um, I actually went to the meeting where Canvas pitched their thing to the district I was in. And and after the meeting, um, I was told that this was really a formality, that we were going to go with Canvas. And I remember saying, I don't understand why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Why we're paying money when Google Classroom is free. Because I didn't understand all the sections part and how you just have one course with all of your kids in it and then all the, all the external tools you can put. I didn't get the inside part of canvas Mm -hmm. and so it took me a while too just to make you feel better (laughs) yes and what took me a while just this year or in the last couple years is you know teachers would have turn-in buckets in the back of the room you know turn-in bucket one for each class and you would just be overflowing with papers eventually i realized we're not using paper anymore i don't know why i have the turn-in buckets out like what am i collecting air i'm not sure so um you know (laughs) yeah so it, that's a really great part of Canvas is just being able to instantly see who has turned something in, who need, who I can give feedback to, whether I'm typing the feedback or I can record it. Um, just if I want, if I have a half an hour on the weekend and I want to grade, you know, uh, maybe I had been struck by lightning that day and <laughs> I want yeah. to grade on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I can. I just pull up my laptop and it's there. I don't have to carry this big bag of you know papers like teachers have had to do for decades right and so there's so many reasons to love canvas but it definitely streams streamlines stream streamlines our work yeah Yeah. well just the convenience and the feedback features that you're talking about i mean Mm -hmm. that's the most important way the students are going to learn for Mm -hmm. sure and the kids being able to collaborate too especially virtually you know you can post something on the discussion boards kids can still see the presentations and respond and it's great keeps them connected Mm -hmm. so this is a really great question for this time, for this day. Your digital learning coach is Sam. Yes. And I would like to know how he has impacted your classroom. Mm, okay. And you can tell everybody why it's a funny question for today. No, we, we can't. Need, no, we we're not going to. context here? You can't. Go ahead. Okay. We should Before, I'll give a leaf. Can we play some here. sad music here? Yeah. Okay. So, right now, I'm serving two different middle schools. And then uh, recently the change has been made and I'm going to be serving just one middle school. And it's kind of bittersweet because I love both my schools. The bad part is that I obviously have to leave one of them. Unfortunately, I'm leaving the school that Alicia's at right now. And she just kind of found out today. So it's kind of a a weird timing, you know, that, that things are going on. Why we specifically chose somebody from this school <laughs> was because we knew we weren't going to have that chance. And I sure. said, we can't go without getting Alicia's perspective because I'm sure next year she'd be even more mad at me. And if I asked the interview <laughs> oh. again, she'd no, you can't come back. I may have walked in and told him that I just want to let you know I'm not talking to you, just so right. you would, so just whole... so you wouldn't miss it, <laughs> that, I want, that I was giving you the silent treatment. Yeah. Well, um, I will say... Um, I remember some of my very first interactions with Sam that was in the summer. It was before school even started. He was willing to meet to talk about uh, Canvas a little bit. And he 
like wrote down his cell phone number and just like, if you need anything, just call me, send me an email and I'll be there. And that just kind of was the beginning. And every single time that's the Sam that we've gotten. Um, every single teacher in this building would say that. And it's, it's almost like you're doing Sam a favor when you ask him to help you with something. Because he is like so happy to work with you. And I don't know, you know, too many people that are that um, really excited to you. I'll say um, great impact. High five. It's true. And so, and, and if I had a question, there's always a follow-up of like, if you need some more information, let's plan a time to meet and talk about this. And so when I talk about in my classroom, setting up a, a risk-free environment, an environment where you feel like safe to ask questions, that's exactly what Sam does too for all of us. It never makes you feel like you're dumb if you ask something like, one more time, tell me the difference between, you know, Canvas, Google, Google Docs, Cloud, LTI, and you're like, wait, which one again? And, you know, he just never, I mean, he's just always. He doesn't really know. <laughs> we just kind of. <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't make them feel dumb because, yeah. Yeah. So no, he I just. Mean, but, I mean, seriously, though, like, the reason I love this job is because teachers come, are like the best te- people in the world. Like, they always come with the best intentions. Like, nobody, I mean, it's really difficult, I should say, to find somebody in this profession that isn't there for the right reasons. Like, people have a heart for wanting to be there and support other people and like you know students and so when you know that's the kind of person you're working with like you for sure that it just makes it that much more fun and that much more easier you know Mm -hmm. to do your job yeah so i'm the kind of person that has a lot of big ideas and so to have a digital learning coach that will come alongside of you and say you know listen to your big ideas and patiently and then give you ideas of how you can make it work in your classroom is huge and i'm thankful that frisco isd has this this position um, at our campuses. And so, yeah, Sam has made a big impact here and he will be missed for sure. Good job, Sam. Thanks. Way to be. Yeah, way to be. <laughs> I love the digital learning coach role and it is really, I mean, this district really does put an emphasis on it and it really, I love how you can be so involved in campus life because so many districts, you know, you're kind of either in a central office somewhere or you're spread across so many different schools that you just don't get the chance to form those kind of relationships. And that's what I would say that we're all in here for. And I think especially in the last year and a half, you guys are the unsung heroes of our district because think of all the changes that have come down the line and how you guys are just, and I remember last spring how difficult, I mean, everybody had questions. How do you do this? And we're all at home trying to figure it out. And you guys just worked and worked and worked and Everybody it made a big impact. Yeah, it was a lot. The teachers were working harder than Yeah, the teachers were working so hard. It was, yeah. yeah. I was actually really, like, that was a weird time when it first started because I was very excited that all these all these teachers who kind of avoided me were now, like, coming <laughs> out of the woodwork and asking me all these questions. And then, and even now, like, they're like, I'm really glad I did that and I'm going to keep doing that. And right. so there's, now obviously I wish that it would have happened another way that right. didn't involve a pandemic. But I'm, I mean, I think it's going to be good for a lot of these teachers. So it's kind of thinking about it from just a step back and reflecting on it. There's been kind of two big shifts. I haven't done this job that long, but two big shifts that have happened very similarly when we switched to Canvas Mm -hmm. and then when the pandemic hit and we all kind of went virtual for a while. Like you start forming relationships with people that you wouldn't have otherwise. And it is really great because then it opens the door to so many other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Right. You ready for the last question? I am. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So here's our our question. If you were stranded on a deserted island, 
Okay, just you. How long do you think you'd survive? How long would I survive? Yeah, and then kind of, you know, talk about why. Does Amazon deliver to this island? Oh, drones? That's a great question. Let me Google it. <laughs> nope. No, okay. <laughs> I don't think very long. I um, I think my heart would just be too sad because I was all alone um, on this island. Just bringing up the emotional part of it. I don't think anybody that's, else has ever brought up the emotional part. And it's a huge part. Yeah. Right? I mean, we've all watched Castaway. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We've all watched The Office, beach games, right? <laughs> we know that things can get difficult on the islands. Um, yeah, I don't think I would last long. Uh, I am from Louisiana, and people think I might have had, like, alligators in my backyard, but um, I didn't. And so if the island had alligators, I would not be able to help. And I'm really afraid of snakes. Yeah. Survivalist skills? What do you think? Hmm. Can you make a fire? I'm a person that like likes a good challenge, but I don't think I would like it very yeah. long. I just think my, I would be too sad. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say two weeks. I'm going to give myself two weeks. I think that would be long enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's actually a question that we didn't send you, but okay. it is something that we have been asking. So maybe you heard it if you listened to a couple episodes. Um, in Google Drive, me and Michael oh, always yeah. argue about how to organize it best, right? You have the list view versus the icon view, and we just like to get opinions from our... It's called grid view. We made that mistake two episodes ago, too. You're calling my part of the argument the wrong thing. Mm. Maybe that makes it that much dumber. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I I was listening to this earlier today, and I think it depends on what I'm doing. But I guess if if we're talking about just Google, I want the icons. But when I'm doing things like... um, photography editing and things like that I want file numbers so I want a list of you so I guess it just depends on what I'm what the task is what I how I want to see so just to be clear you did say icon view first, first. well okay. no matter what icon view interesting well she said those were her words I was interesting well no matter what we are not going to agree with Sam today because <laughs> remember we've established I am angry or yeah. sad sad or angry yeah. were those stages of grief or or connected stage one and a half right mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if we are beyond, I will use grid view depending on what we're doing. I love mm-hmm. your answer because that's kind of the same way I would feel yeah. that too. Yeah. But just default list. List. I really, mm-hmm. I get the argument, right? Because you can organize it by, you can put numbers in front or stars or whatever to organize it in list view a little bit easier. But I just personally have never done that. I, I get the argument that, especially if like a lot of like photography like you were talking about, mm-hmm. I get it. But I've just never gotten to the point where I've needed to do that. Yeah. I just jump to search. If mm-hmm. I'm having to find something and I can't find it in Gridview, I just go to the search bar. Yeah. See it. Yep. All right. I don't know. Did we talk about technology enough? I don't know if I'm techie enough guest for you guys. Oh, for sure. We did. Yeah. yeah. We even, I mean, like. You answered the questions before we even got to that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. In fact, I mean, most of your, I mean, like, you know, we talked a lot about relationships, but we right. built technology into building relationships, too. Okay. Well, good, because I want to make sure I represent the pod. <laughs> It was great talking to you. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time and perspective. This is another teacher that we have had our students have. Yes. yes. Right. There's so many great teachers out there. Right? We love it. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.